This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You're listening to the Wharton Sports Business Show on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 111. Welcome back to the Wharton Sports Business Show on Sirius XM's Business Radio. I am your host, Michelle Young, and we are happy to have our next guest on the line. Matt Corey is the Chief Marketing Officer for PGA Tour Superstore. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, in preparing for this interview, I want to tell you, I did a little bit of research, found out that you are a fellow Gator, so <laughs> extra excited to have you. There you go. That's I, I'm telling you, this interview just got a lot better. Absolutely. But can you talk a little bit about your background and let us know how you came to be CMO of PGA Tour Superstore? Um, yeah, I, so I, it's interesting. I, um, I've had a background for probably 20 years in both marketing and e-commerce in the digital world. And now those, those, well, those used to be separate things. So back in the day, I helped Home Depot launch e-commerce for the very first time. And ironically, uh, not so ironically, our owner today is Arthur Blank, the founder of Home Depot. And I got to know Dick Sullivan, who's our CEO at PGA Tour Superstore when he was chief marketing officer at Home Depot. And, you know, back in those days, it was, let's figure out the campaign strategy and then, oh, wait, what do we need for digital? Well, let's point at that kid in the corner and, hey, Matt, what do we need from a digital perspective or from a support perspective with this big CBS deal or whatever else? So I got to bridge the gap between marketing and digital and and, um, spent time at a few other brands since then, but uh, kept in touch with uh, those amazing individuals and was lucky enough and fortunate enough to be asked to come back to Atlanta and um, and come, come run marketing and e-commerce for uh, PJ Tour Superstore. So it's important to always keep great relationships. And um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, again, be back. And it's sports, right? So sports is always good to be a part of. Absolutely. And for our listeners who might not know, can you tell us what the PGA Tour Superstore is? Yeah, thank you for asking. So uh, PGA Tour Superstore is not the little stores that you see in airports every once in a while. We are the fastest growing golf and tennis specialty retailer on the planet. Um, We have 33 stores in the United States, coast to coast, and growing. We'll have 50 stores in the next three years. Our stores are generally 25 to 50,000 square feet, and they are basically Disney World for golfers. Uh, When you walk in, whether you're male or female, you will find anything and everything uh, that that you need to help you play better. And, I mean, the the amount of women's apparel we have in our stores is incredible. It's probably 8 to 10,000 square feet just of women's apparel and uh, and footwear. And so – it's a lot of fun. We, we've built a really fun uh, sort of experiential model that is centered around people being able to play with 14 hitting bays and simulators, 2,000 square foot putting greens, you know, the ability to really try out your equipment in a fun environment. That sounds great. I can say that I haven't been into one of the stores, but hopefully oh I'll God. be in one of those 50 um, as you're expanding and growing. Okay, we're going to fix that. <laughs> we we got to get you in a store. We, we're going to have to get you in a store because you're going to walk in and you're going to stop and you're not going to know which direction to go because the store is so big and so filled with uh, amazing stuff. So um, we're, we're going to fix that. Absolutely. So you're coming off a record performance in 2017. Um, can you talk a little bit about the year-over-year growth for the company? 
Yeah, so last year we grew, uh, of course, in retail um, comp sales, that, that measurement of year-over-year uh, -year store performance. The stores have been open at least a year. We were up 15% when the rest of the world was up about 3, 3.5. Three um, total company growth at 23. Online, we grew at 40%. Uh, so really, really strong year. We're up this year double-digit comps again. So um, to, to do that in back-to-back -back years in retail when a lot of other brand, brands are closing their doors and we're actually out bidding on, on stores that are closing and opening new stores um, and expanding uh, onto a brand-new e-commerce platform, by the way, uh, it's fun. We're, we're in hyper-growth mode, and um, it's really good. So our stores are coast-to-coast, -coast and they're the big, uh, big store models. Right. So can you talk a little bit more about how brick-and-mortar stores seem to be declining, but yet you're expanding and experiencing amazing growth? So it's, um, I, th I think it's really important that, that especially now more than ever, right, change is happening at, happening at an incredible pace. So brands are having to figure out how to sell in a world of marketplaces. Uh, they're trying to figure out how to inspire their own customers and give them something more so they don't just go online to a marketplace and their brand or, or their products or services become commodities. We are fanatical about that. You know, one, one of our taglines of our owner, um, Mr. Blank, and really AMB in general, is there is no finish line. There's never a Like, he's relentless and so focused on the customer experience and fan experience. And that's what we spend a lot of time on. And, and we, are, we are constantly trying to figure out the next thing that we can do to make that customer experience better inside of our stores, whether it's more hitting bays or bigger putting grains or other services the customers want. Um, we've figured out that golfers want to touch and feel equipment. Amazon or marketplaces cannot teach you how to swing. They cannot custom fit you. They cannot put new grips on your golf clubs or fix the loft and lie of your wedge or your seven iron. We can do that. So a big part is not just the experiential elements in the store and all the assortment. It's the people. It's the people in our stores that can really inspire you to play better golf. And there's so many fun stories of people coming in with $1,000 and they're ready to buy a big set of irons. And our guys or, or girls will say, you know what, mm, we're not going to sell you today. And the reason why is we need to fix your swing first. So we're going to give you a free lesson. We're going to fix your swing. And then we're going to custom fit you to the right clubs for you. And the letters that we get from customers because of that philosophy that comes from the, the days of Home Depot is really fun. And, I mean, why, why else do you get up in the morning? You know, let's make a difference. Let's not sell products and services. Let's inspire people to play their best. So how do you train your employees to be not only – sales associates, but experiential, you know, representatives of the brand to make sure that people that walk in that door are there, they might be looking to purchase something, but they have a great experience. They walk away saying, I want to go back. I want to go back tomorrow to, you know, practice my swing. Yeah, you know, we um, that's a great question. I think in retail, we're all used to walking in retail stores, and, you know, we come across associates in retail stores. And what, what is our expectation? Our expectation today is that people are staring at the floor, and they do not want to say hello to you, right? They do not want to engage. Right. Um, we, we incent the opposite behavior. We really teach people that what our brand is about is about saying yes. 
not about saying no. It's about finding solutions. It's about going out of their way. And, um, you know, I mean, why, why, why else would you take a job if you didn't have the ability to say no matter what walks in the door, no matter who walks in with what situation, I'm going to help that person. And maybe they're mad. Maybe they're upset. Maybe they had a bad round of golf. Maybe they had a good round of golf. But regardless of that situation, I'm going to try to make their game a little bit better. And I'm going to help them. And that's we look for people. It's the old saying: you can, you know, you can, uh, you, you can't uh, hire, uh, you can't train a person to be nice. You can hire a nice person and train them about products and services, but you can't really teach a person how to be nice. And so we we focus on that. We'd rather hire people that really want to help other people and teach them about golf. And, and we're lucky enough to find enough people that really know what they're talking about with golf and tennis that are really, really good. They played in college, et cetera, that want to come work in a retail environment and help other people. So we're fortunate in that, in that aspect. Yeah, and it sounds like it's working really well. So can you explain, are you marketing the game of golf and, you know, games of golf and tennis to be um, more specific? Or are you trying to get people to have that experience and then they'll buy the products, the apparel, the merchandise, the um, equipment? Yeah, it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, so when, when new when new stuff comes out that's really fun and exciting, we promote those products, right? And then we certainly promote the fact that, um, you know, you should get custom fit. You shouldn't just necessarily buy a club off the rack. Those are the day-in, day-out things. But I'll tell you, we a few years back, we established our core purpose as a business. You know, why do we exist? Our core purpose, and it's a stated, simple phrase that all of our associates can remember, is to inspire people to play their best and grow the game. And the last part of that phrase, growing the game, there are so many things that we do across the country to grow the game. There are women's days and women's events. There are kids' clinics. Third Saturday of every single month, their parents can bring their kids in and their kids can learn how to play, whether they're four years old or 15, whether they want to learn about putting or they want to get in a simulator and learn how to hit a drive straighter and further than ever before. And again, what did Home Depot do? Home Depot taught you how to build a birdhouse. Right? right, or taught you how to build a little picture frame, and uh, and so we've taken some of the same ideals and said we we are going to absolutely promote just loving the game and learning the game more through all these events and activities and clinics we have in our stores and through giving back. We've given millions of dollars to the First Tee all over the country uh, into local chapters where we have stores and and engaging those kids uh, and inspiring those kids to learn not just golf but life values through golf. So are the numbers up for golf? And I wanted to ask specifically about the number of young people golfing. Yeah, the the number of new golfers and young golfers coming into the sport has increased about 20% recently, and that's really, really a positive sign. Uh, you see different numbers, and and it was it was you know it's like three or four years ago where most of the media focused on how oh my God, golf is dying and it's expensive and it takes too long and blah 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 blah. And Tiger Woods isn't playing anymore. Well, guess what? Tiger's back. That's not a bad thing. Uh, he's competing well against Ricky and Jordan and Dustin Johnson and Jason Day. 
Uh, and so that's good for TV. But the business of golf has not only stabilized, but we believe it's going to slightly grow from here on out based on baby boomers, et cetera, and the young kids that are coming into the game. And some of those young kids may uh, may have picked up golf because their golf course has adjusted from uh, a more rigid 18 holes only to, no, we've got tee it forward where kids can tee off in the middle of the fairway. We've got PGA Junior League. Our kids have participated in drive, chip, and putt, sponsored by Augusta National and the USGA and the PGA of America. So there's a lot of programs designed to help kids play golf and have fun with golf. Uh, And that's a really positive sign for the industry. That's great. Matt, before we continue, let me remind our audience that we are speaking with Matt Quarry, the CMO of PGA Tour Superstore. I am Michelle Young, and this is the Wharton Sports Business Show on Sirius XM's Business Radio Channel 111. Matt, do you work a lot with public golf clubs? You know, at at the local level, we've got relationships with both public and private courses and clubs. It just depends on um, on on what uh, what we might be able to help each other out with. So, for example, most public and private courses, um, especially public, they want more people to come buy tee times and rounds. Well, we can promote them. When we open a new store in a market, they can promote us. So how can we work through some sort of cooperative marketing relationship? Um, and we do have relationships in, in a lot of our markets all over the country, but that's really done on a local grassroots basis. Okay. When we recently had the U.S. Open and obviously other big events coming up this summer, how do you market your gear differently with those big events uh, coming up? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll, I'll tell you, um, here's here's a fun one for Father's Day. It's the U.S. Open. It's Father's Day. Um, it's not about products and prices. Okay, it it is when you walk into a store and you need a gift. You need that item for dad. So our stores are set with all the best products and gift ideas. Our website is set, but in some cases through marketing, like specifically television, you need to make sure you emotionally connect. So um, I encourage people to to visit PJTourSuperstore.com right now or to just turn on the Golf Channel. Uh, You will very likely see a TV spot that we did with Jason Day and his kids that is not about selling products and prices. It's about remembering the most important thing. And it tells a little story of how you should really, you know, if you want to take your kids golfing, if you want to take your kids out on the golf course just to goof off and have fun, just remember that you've got a limited period of time with those kids before they head off to college, before they turn 18, before they reach 18, uh, a little bit of play on words of 18 holes and, and 18 years old. Uh, you got a limited time, and you should really enjoy the time with them. And we had a terrific shoot up in uh, Ohio with Jason and his family, and, and now those commercials are airing nationwide. And it's designed to touch the heart. Um, the website and the stores can set products, but sometimes media needs to go way beyond just products and prices. Absolutely, and always important to capitalize on those big names that are out there in the market. Yeah, Jason Day is a pretty good athlete, and he's just such a great father. Uh, you know, his whole story, and when Dash runs out on the green when he wins, and it's just it's inspiring. And 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 families, kids and dads, love seeing that. And so uh, it, we were very lucky to work with Nike and Jason on this campaign. That's awesome. So we've talked a little bit about the online presence, and we've talked a lot about the in-store retail. So how do they? How do you use those to complement each other? 
Yeah, first of all, I, I, I would say that, you know, we, we are, as we continue to add brick-and-mortar stores, growing from 33 to 50 over the next three years and more, we're also investing in our digital space. So we're moving on to the Salesforce Commerce Cloud platform uh, in about five weeks. I might be counting the days and hours. <laughs> um, so we're really excited to move on to that platform. It's, it's a world-class commerce platform, and it's going to give our customers a better experience, um, better reflecting what we do in store, a better promotion of our services and our offerings in the store that we just have not been able to do on our current platform. And then over the next couple of years, our next big adventure, beyond just having an, an amazing assortment of new stores and great products and great people, we need to get to know our customers better. So from a customer data perspective, we're not where we need to be. And it goes back to the, the whole there is no finish line. We can deliver a better customer experience across all touch points. So I'll give you an example. If you buy a TaylorMade driver today, next week you might get an email with a Callaway driver on it. Why? Why, why is that happening? So how do we take all of the data that we know about you, implicit, explicit data, stores online, even you may even tell us that oh your favorite player is Ricky Fowler okay or Phil Mickelson and we could we could feed you videos on how to improve your short game Phil's pretty good at his short game and so if we know more about you we can personalize an experience for you that will be even better than golfers expect today um, that's that's the next adventure for me on the marketing and data side is providing that experience that goes beyond what we do today to inspire people with information content, tips, lessons, maybe access to some very unique special things with the PGA Tour that I can't talk about yet. Uh, but there's some really exciting things coming up. That sounds really exciting. So the relationship between the PGA and the companies whose inventory you hold in your tour, are you responsible for maintaining those solely on your own or are those relationships of the tour as well? No, we have our own relationships. Are you talking about with the brands like Callaway and Titleist and Ping? Yeah, we have our own direct relationships with all the manufacturers. That's how we partner with them on marketing campaigns. We buy their products. We sell their products. Uh, as, as brands get more and more into the EDI-enabled dropship world, that will expand with us as well. So we don't necessarily have to stock every single item in our stores. We could direct ship it, but we could sell it online uh, for customers as well. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, but we have really great relationships with all the best brands. That sounds exciting. What are you looking forward to most with the summer season coming up? You know, it's interesting. So as, as good as our trend is with double-digit comps this year, it was rainy and cold in a lot of parts of the country through April. Um, and and even a little bit into May. So there's still some pent-up demand. Um, I, I'm excited for the U.S. Open. I'm excited for uh, the Open Championship. I'm excited for the Ryder Cup this fall uh, over in Paris. And so there's a lot of activity with golf. And then the schedule shifts next year uh, and even gets more exciting earlier in the year, starting in March. So the Players' Championship is going to move uh, from from May into, into March, which will kick the season off even earlier. So, uh, and, and you know what else I'm excited for? It's not just the weather and people getting out and checking out all the new equipment. I love the fact that we've got Tiger and Phil and some of the quote-unquote older guys competing with the young guys. And you know what they're all doing? They're all having a blast. They're all having fun. You know, I've seen Tiger smile more and bump fists more and play practice rounds more with guys in the last three or four months than we have in years. And I think that he's just so thankful to be back on a golf course. Uh, and it's fun. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun when you see 
when you see these young guys compete, but then they walk off the green and they pat each other on the back or they fist bump, it's a little like Federer and Nadal on the tennis side. There's a massive level of competition, but there's also a huge level of respect and, uh, and camaraderie. And these young kids, they even vacation together. They go to Bahamas, the Bahamas and they jump off the balcony and into the water and they play golf barefoot. They love the sport and they love hanging out together, and that's really good for us and the industry. And so, there's nothing better than doing what you love, and it sounds like you really love the PGA Tour Superstore, and it sounds like a really great place to go to and to be, and we're really excited about your growth and look forward to see what you'll be doing moving forward. Thank you. A lot more exciting things to come. As, as happy as we've been in the last few years and as excited as we are about our growth, you know, it's this sort of, okay, great, uh, the, things are good, but do not look back. We've got a lot to accomplish. Matt, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. We have been speaking with Matt Corey, the Chief Marketing Officer at PGA Tour Superstore. You're listening to the Wharton Sports Business Show on Sirius XM 111. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.